Hey everyone, welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Dareth and Gia. And on this week's episode, we are going to be reviewing um, and breaking down kind of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, the movie, the <gasps> 2017 All I Want for Christmas is You movie about the dog, the one that's based off of Mariah's book, the kid's book, <laughs> not the memoir. <laughs> Okay, well, we can start off with like the little premise. I mean, which is obviously, as you said, it's based on the book. So the book, I'm not sure as to why they did the children's book or why she decided to do the children's book. I mean, it's a cute little thing, but it's basically just the song page after page after page until the end of the song. It's cute. I'm glad they did do a movie version. I've never I've never actually owned the All I Want for Christmas is You book. I don't think I need it because I have the song on two albums and I've seen the movie. You you have the book, right? No. Oh, okay. And yeah, basically you're right. It's just the lyrics of the song as the pages, which is so cute. But I feel like this movie probably gives it a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like there's way more... Way more context, really, in the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. There's a literal plot. Yeah. There's just, yeah, you get lost in it. Whereas this book, I feel like you could just read the lyrics out. Like, the story doesn't really make that much of a connection, really. But the movie, which we're going to get into now, it just has so many more magical moments, so many more relatable moments as well. Like, we've all been kids before, and we've all longed for a pet, a dog, or whatever it is that you wanted. And... I just feel there's more of an invested interest in the the All I Want for Christmas is You movie. This now this movie came out in 2017, right? This movie came out in 2017. 13th of November 2017. Yeah, it's crazy how old this movie is. Oh, so by the time this comes out, it'll be like the anniversary. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Happy (laughs) anniversary. Um, (laughs) but I. The reason why I'm pointing out that it's from 2017 is because that's like the height of the nightmare era. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like out of a lot of the things we did get in the nightmare era, this was one of those things where for years I was like, girl, whatever, whatever about this movie. Mm -hmm. It must have been like last Christmas or the year before. I watched it for the first time and I was like literally blown away by it. I know that it's just a kid's movie and it's a Christmas movie, but I was shook by it and I literally broke down and fucking cried I know that's so extra I live I did I did cry but I literally was just so blown away and taken aback by this movie and its cute little message and also the fact that I think I watched it right after I got lucky or something got my dog lucky my dog's name is lucky I didn't get lucky but um But it's a Jack Russell Terrier in the movie, and I just felt like I really connected with it. And every time I watched it, when we watched it back to do this, I was just like, oh. I remember when it was, like, announced that she was going to be doing this. And obviously, we all know that that Godzilla creature is behind this movie as well. Stella. Oh, that's right. If you watch this movie, like it appears like quite a few times. I think it appears at the beginning. I might, I might be wrong. Um, it, it definitely appears a few times at the end. It's definitely there when you, if you go and download it. I downloaded it when it came out, like in 2017. So I remember it came out of nowhere. 
And it was just like, oh, this movie is going to be happening later on in the year. And at the time, I can't even remember when it was. It was nowhere near Christmas. I think we're approaching summer or we might have been like in the middle of summer. I know it was hot outside. And I thought, oh, my God, we've got ages to wait for this. Like, I can't wait. And she started off by posting a picture of the house. And I just thought, oh, my God, it looks so good because the scenery in the movie is amazing we'll get into the animation later but like the houses and everything in the streets are all really cute and I remember thinking like this looks amazing and knowing that Universal not Universal Studios but Universal Pictures I don't know what the difference is with that but they're behind it was it I thought it was Universal Studios well it starts off with that whole like rotating of the planet like you get with Universal and then the, the the word Universal sort of appears in front of it but no, it's it when you go onto iTunes, it's Universal Pictures. Now I don't know if in some places, some regions, maybe it says it over here in the UK. I don't know, maybe over there in the US it says Universal Studios. I don't know. But they are behind it, regardless of what name they're going under. But also when I was watching the movie, I saw the Universal Picture moment. And then right after that, I saw Magic Carpet Studios. And it was written in Mariah's font. And I was thinking, Magic Carpet MC, does she have like her, did she like come up with her own little production moment for this? She did, yeah. I feel like there was this movie, that other one, the Christmas Melody movie, the Hallmark movie was done under this. And I feel like it was in a, you know, like with Monarch, when they, when she had that little record label moment with Charm Bracelet, I feel like this fell flat somewhere and it's, it's long gone because she's not done anything. I don't know if it still exists, but it's just stagnant and like she's not doing anything with it. But she's done specials. She's done them under other studios and umbrellas and whatnot. But like none of them since pretty much this one have been on this magic carpet productions so i kind of feel like this was a partnership with her and the 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 other creature universal no no the the oh with stella yeah so i felt it was something to do with her those two working together and because she was behind the christmas melody movie as well and i I'm not really missing magic carpet to be fair but like i mean if that's what she needs to get into bed with movie companies then maybe she should dig it out or do another one but like I think she's okay but yeah so that kind of fell or disintegrated into the air and that's okay (laughs) but um yeah I remember being like I cannot wait for this movie after seeing just the house and I was so like excited because it gave me like proper budget like big budget not the other end and I thought this is gonna look really good it's gonna be amazing universal pictures well I thought universal studios behind it so I got really excited and then it kind of came about then that it was all going to be happening. And as it kind of came out in real time, this is before the it's time stuff and everything was messy up to this point. And I thought, this has got to save it. This has got to save it. And then Little Snowman came out like either right before or around it. And I just thought, hmm, okay. So then the movie dropped on the 13th of November, 2017. And I was just like, okay, I downloaded it straight away. Didn't get a chance to watch it for probably about a week after it was released. And then I I had mixed feelings about it then. And I, had, I think, think I have the same kind of thing as what you've just explained. Watching it back now for this episode, I feel more of the warmth and the magic and the festivity of Christmas now. It feels so much nicer watching it now. It feels like one of those classic claymation movies like Rudolph or Frosty 
or like the year without a Santa Claus, like the, yeah. that kind of movie. Those are what I grew up like. Those mm-hmm. were my we're going to get into Christmas traditions later. But <laughs> that was one of my biggest Christmas traditions was those claymation classic movies. Mm-hmm. And it, I know it's CGI, but it gave me that same vibe as those older Christmas movies, which I'm sure they were trying to go for. <laughs> the animation's kind of like claymation. <laughs> I liked it, but let's get into the movie. Yeah, I like it. I, I don't want to be negative, but like, yeah, we'll get into that whole aspect in a second. Well, basically, the movie opens up and Mariah's talking about, like, one Christmas year in her, like, little small town. And when she was a kid growing up in this cartoon world, and we zoom in on this shot of this cute little cartoon city. And then she's like, "Um, hey, I said it happened at Christmas time, bitch. And then, boom, all of the scene, like kind of like sparkles and shifts and it all is magically decorated with Christmas magic. And that's one thing I really like about this movie is she's like not afraid to break the fourth wall with it. Um, And I just thought it was so, so cute how it opened up like that. She's like, bitch, come on. Like I said, it was Christmas, girl. And she does it again later in this movie, which I thought was funny. Um, She didn't need to do it, but I thought it was funny both times. I liked it because it gave a bit more of her personality as if it was autobiographical, even though it isn't when we get into it now, now we know more. Like it's not autobiographical, but I think that maybe at one stage she wanted a dog, so she's used that and she's used elements, but she's made it into a more humbling kind of Christmas movie. The movie begins with little Mariah ice skating over a frozen pond and she is ice skating and she skates the shape of a dog into the ice <laughs> and these two girls are walking over the bridge the little popular girls in school and they ask her if she wants to be a part of the community fashion show the girls invited mariah to be a part of the like charity fashion show event because they think she has a dog because she was she literally made she's obsessed with the dog the idea of having a dog she's wanted a dog forever and that is the biggest part of this movie is bitch wants a fucking dog so she she kind of fibs little mariah tells them that she's gonna ask for a dog for christmas so it's all good but her brother and sister are like bitch you know you're not gonna get one like you ask for one every year and all of that so there's kind of like a couple of The main thread of this movie is Mariah wants a dog, but there's also these little other storylines like the community fashion show, these little events, the neighbor, all of this that kind of makes it feel like we're in this little neighborhood with them and then there's all of this going on. But the reason why Mariah hasn't been able to have a dog is because her dad is allergic and her mom is a neat freak. So she narr- <laughs> do you want to break down anything that I've said so far? Yeah, so just if anybody's not seen the movie, like we kind of see this like little Mariah and it's kind of almost exactly like the one in the book. If anybody has the All About the Christmas Is You book, not the Christmas Princess, like I got confused with, but the All About the Christmas Is You book. And it kind of looks like her main caricature as well but like a young mixed person. with mixed with like a little kid version of cartoon Mariah. Yeah, yeah. 
And those opening scenes, when I first watched this back, like for this episode, I thought, okay, I'm just going to have to put myself through it. And it started and when it all opened up and everything. And I just thought, you know what, this movie is so cute. It's so nice. It gave me proper nostalgic feels. Like we said, we're going to get into Christmas traditions at another time. But like, it gave me proper nostalgic feels of when I was a kid, you're off from school ready for Christmas and kids television in the mornings is just like all these Christmas special cartoons back to back. And it you know, you, you, the more you watch, the more you get hyped up for quote unquote, Santa coming. And it gave me those those feels I just thought oh my god I could watch this right now as a kid like this now time has passed and she's the queen of Christmas now I mean I'm sure she probably wasn't so much then or seen that way now she really is I think that this could be shown on television the story is a great build like she really aspires to something she really wants to do something she wants to get it she's dreaming she wants to join this fashion show because she believes she's going to get a dog she really pushes to get what she wants and when you're a kid that's kind of like part of what christmas is about really yes the the theme of i really want this for christmas as a movie has totally been done before um and i'm sure that maybe even with a dog has been done before something you know like i can think of um deck the halls the kid really wants that doll when watching it back like i'm feeling this way like i you know how i said about like when we did our mariah doll episode and i was saying that i'm i was always more interested in the accessories and things that these dolls came with well watching this I paid way more attention to the scenery, like the 3D scenery as opposed to like 2D scenery in kids' cartoons. And it made it feel like more achievable to go running around and discover this city or, or town or a village or whatever it is that, that, where they live. Have you ever seen the snowman where he builds the snowman and they go uh, flying? In the and he sky? comes to life. He comes to life and then he melts like the next day or something like that. And there's no talking in and it's like, we're walking in the Oh my God, that movie, the cartoon. Oh oh my God, I I cried. Oh, (laughs) the first time I saw that movie, I was in school and they showed it to us in elementary school. There were, yes, there's no words, it's all music. He makes a snowman and they go off like flying around. Around the world. Like the North Pole. Yeah. They go around everywhere. Yeah. And then the next day, the snowman is melted. Yeah. But it's still winter outside. Yeah. So I don't know why it's melted. <laughs> but, and there's a shit ton of yeah. snow still. But there's snow everywhere still. So I don't know why the snowman melted. But no, yeah, I really, I wow. That just, oh, ooh. and it was a book too. That was a book also. But That was. Wow. That was, a, that's a core memory you just unlocked right yeah. there. Well, this gave me that that kind of a feel like it did with that. When I watched that as a kid, I was just like, it felt, even though it was 2D, it felt like it was 3D because of the way that the, the camera, so to speak, it's an animated movie, it's a proper cartoon. Like but the way the camera moved and panned around, it felt a bit 3D, even though when we watch it now, it's a bit like, oh my God, terrible but like it's still beautiful and holds a special place in everybody's hearts whoever's seen it and if you've not seen it go watch it but like I kind of felt a little bit of that while watching well while revisiting this Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas is you movie so I just wanted to open that bit up but I would have loved this as a kid if I was a child watching this movie I would have been fully into this okay so Mariah's narrating and she's like 
I'm pretty sure Santa really wanted me to have a dog, but for whatever reason, he could never seem to get it together. And that's a line I remember from the trailer way back in the day. Like, I just remember being like Mariah talking shit about Santa. Like, he could never get it together. Like, I, I remember loving that line even before I saw the movie. And she says also, I mean, I don't know how things work at the North Pole. And then we go on this little montage of the Christmas mail getting blown away and Mariah's Christmas letter getting lost in the wind, Santa leaving the dog behind in the North Pole, and also the parents bribing Santa to not leave a dog. They're like, we'll give you these milk and cookies like if you keep the dog. Yeah, the parents are definitely something in this movie. I find them a little bit brutal. Not so much... Well, this wasn't real. This was just a montage of, like, it was pretend. yeah. It was like a dream sequence, I guess, but like of how she envisioned it. Yeah, I always felt a little bit like that. You know, when you ask for something and you really put your heart into it, I think that was probably attached to pets as well. Um, I know I wanted a hamster as a kid and for such a long time, I was never allowed one. But there was always something to like sugarcoat or dust over the subject, like in the same way that these parents do. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody can relate to that when they ask for something like an animal or whatever and the parents probably know that they can't look after it or it's too expensive or it's too much work or, you know, they just don't want... Or the parents know that they're the ones who are going to have to look after Yeah, and then they'll just like come up with loads of fluff to like you know blow it away you know so it, it it was really well done like all of this like she's very good at making things picturesque and relatable and it's still the same case for this movie anyone who's not seen it and anybody who has seen it and they're probably like giving us a bit of a side eye right now please go back and watch it because if you watch it now and you've not watched it for a while it really does open up the movie in a different way now it's it's totally different watching it now watching it back now though it kind of makes me think like i would love a north pole kind of animated you know santa claus mrs claus kind of movie from mariah but we'll move on <laughs> so back to the all of the christmas my mind was going crazy watching this i was just like a kid again and i was dreaming and i was thinking i was just like oh my god santa is real like and here i am sat as a 37 year old man with a dog watching it and i'm just like yeah my life is pretty much like over but like <laughs> You know, literally us and our sad lives watching this Mariah movie, reliving our childhood. Yes, or trying to heal our inner child. Yes. <laughs> so we transition to the grandma's pet shop, or the, she's with the grandma at the pet shop, and she meets this beautiful little um, Pushan called Princess. And then that's when we get our first song sequence of the movie. And in this little review, we're going to break down each little moment when a song comes on too. So we get our Christmas time is in the air dream sequence with the dog that she really wants, which is a gray dog. She looks very tiny and cute and perfect. And in the dream sequence, they are like frolicking through pink clouds and floating around. It gave me close my eyes vibes. And then um, they are ice skating around together. And the dog is doing like all these extra tricks, like ice skating. And I'm like, yeah, okay, girl. Um, Like the literal dog is ice skating by itself. And I just thought that was so funny and so cute. And of course, you can you can get away with stuff like that in a cartoon and especially in a dream sequence as well. And then in the dream sequence, they are at the fashion show in their matching Santa suits and they're both killing it and slaying and Princess is doing all of her little tricks. And all of this, all the while, Christmas time is in the air, is playing. 
And I think it's cute. I like the way they fit the songs into the movie because you know they're going to do it. You know that she's going to put her little Christmas songs, her Christmas ditties (laughs) in this movie. So I felt like this was a cute first one to open things up because Christmas time is in the air again. She's dreaming about what she wants for Christmas. She's really visualizing like, I want a dog. I want this dog. I want princess. And Christmas time is here. Yeah, there's great use of the music throughout. They do become like ditties. They do like help tell the story. And you do, you feel it. I mean, I don't really feel it with the dog. I mean, I knew the story and I haven't watched it probably for about five or six years. I knew how the story goes. And I really, (laughs) to be honest, I really wasn't that invested in Princess. Even when I watched it the first time. I thought, I hope she gets the dog, but is it going to be this one? Well, the first time I was so confused. Let's not skip ahead yet, but the cover of the movie is a completely different dog than Princess. So that's when I was like, are you sure this is what you want for Christmas? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we're almost at the part where it's it all makes sense eventually but yeah I remember scratching my head the first time and even the second time I was like wait what what is this one what is this dog doing here so after the dream sequence we meet grandpa bill and he is trespassing and tampering with the neighbor's property they went hard with the crimes in this little kid movie well I think that's Um, kind of similar is it deck the halls with is it Danny DeVito I can't remember now there's a movie it might be called deck the halls where the the neighbors are fighting over the decorations of the outside the exterior of the house oh is that um I can't remember what it was called with Vince Vaughn possibly and Reese Witherspoon no don't know oh I don't know the name of this movie then there is a movie with Danny DeVito where they're competing him and a neighbor it's either next door or opposite similar with the the Christmas decorations and he's trying to go better and better and they're battling it out because he wants to be able and that's basically what's going on with the grandpa and this neighbor yeah because he Danny DeVito I think it's Danny DeVito he wants his decorations to be seen from space but it's not quite as extravagant as that they just want to outdo each other and like well I think it's a one-sided competition because this neighbor seems like boo I don't know what's going on like something is wrong with my fucking lights like bitch what the fuck at first I thought he was gonna be the creepy the creepy neighbor doing something girl but then I was like He's just trying to put up his shit. And the and the grandpa, Mariah's grandpa, keeps on trying to fuck him up. Like he's pulling lights out, putting little um fuck up lights into the anti he he hates that his lights blink. And he's like, Girl, this is not gonna happen, not on my watch. And Mariah's (laughs) like, Girl, you are literally trespassing on this motherfucker's property. Like you need to chill out, grandpa, grandpa Bill, you need to chill. But yeah. So I thought that was a cute little addition. So that's the other little side story. So the two biggest side stories are the fashion show. Mariah's trying to be cool. Mm -hmm. And the second storyline is like the neighbor and the grandpa. Yeah. So there's not really any like main villains in it or any kind of villain like storyline or anything like that where anyone's trying to like really sabotage anybody apart from the fact. If there's any villain or antagonist it's probably the dog but we'll get to that later yeah but yeah so the reason why that the grandpa would like to decorate the house but he can't decorate the house because the mom is so particular about how the house needs to look for christmas and in general that she won't allow all this like over the top tackiness and so therefore 
Oh, yes, I forgot. It, so he's got all this pent up. He's got all this pent up Christmas yeah. rage slash yeah. I need to decorate. So he's taking it out on the neighbor, kind of like, bitch, you're not going to have these blinking lights. So yeah, I mean, it is a bit much, but yeah, I get it. So uh, we're back at their house now. Mariah has her heart set on Princess, the Pushan, but her parents surprise her with Jack. A super hyper, untrained Jack Russell Terrier. In my notes, I wrote lucky, um, crying eyes emoji, dog emoji. Because it looks just like my dog, you guys. Except I think that this dog only has one brown patch. My dog has two brown patches. Well, technically three. Well, actually four. But on the face. Like, you know how Jack, the original OG dog, had like one brown spot like over an eye? Yeah. You know, Lucky has two of those. So, but yeah, I still see she's giving cha-cha. Lucky is giving cha-cha. But anyway, sorry, tangent. They say that Jack is Uncle Reggie's dog and lets her pet sit the dog for a week to prove she can take care of the dog. I don't know why they gave her the most hyper dog. Like they literally gave her a Jack Russell Terrier as her first dog, an untrained baby Jack Russell Terrier as her first dog. She's a child. When I was re- researching Jack Russell Terrier, all of this, they were like, by the way, Lucky's my first dog, but they were like, Jack Russell Terrier should not be your first dog. It's a very hard dog to train or hard dog to it doesn't listen, all of this. It's hyper, blah, blah, blah. My dog is pretty well-trained, but she doesn't listen. So she's a little bitch. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> I was thinking when they... It, it makes sense when we get to the end of this movie, but they get her... The first time I watched this, I was very confused, though, because as an adult, I'm thinking, why did these other grown-ass adults get her? One of the most... Like, literally one step below Chihuahua is like what Mm. Jack Russell gives me. They're just a little less like yappy. So basically they gave her the most hyper dog and then gave her a week to (laughs) pet sit it allegedly, but it immediately starts tearing shit up. As soon as it gets out of this box, it gets into the kitchen. um, It fucks up the whole house. It gets all dirty and it's, gross and then we get our first foreshadowing moment where the dog runs away yeah and it steals the it steals the steak from the kitchen like a giant ass steak from the kitchen and <laughs> runs away mariah finds him under a tree eating the steak and she lures him back with the steak like she grabs the steak from him and oh, then man. she's like ha, 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 come Yum, here get steak. the steak She's trying to make out his sexy, so he follows. I mean, he'd follow her, but like, yeah, we've all done that. So this dog is a little bitch, you guys. It's eating shoes. It's fucking shit up. I literally wrote, Lucky chewed my Louis Vuitton bag because she did. My dog really bit the shit out of my Louis Vuitton bag and like fucked up the straps of it. And I was like, this dog is so accurate. Like this, this dog is smart. This dog is all over the place it's so hyper it literally it's it it can tell what mariah is saying but it chooses it actively chooses not to listen and if you watch it is so accurate 
to how my dog is in real life. Same. She understands what I'm saying. Yeah. She is listening. She can totally register what I'm saying, but she mm. is actively choosing fuck you. Yeah. And that's what this dog is giving this whole I, movie for me. My dog will do the same thing. Literally, you take him for the walk. He, my dog's name is Jack too, and he's a French bulldog, but you take him for a, a walk. He, he'll pull in the direction he wants to go in. He's determined to go in that direction. There's no change in his mind. He's very well-trained, but like he's very determined. And so we have to go in that way. If he wants to go around the block, we'll go around the block. If he wants to go a couple of blocks, we'll go a couple of blocks. If he wants to go to, in the other direction to the park, we're going to the park. You know, like he goes stiff. And you have to go that way. Then he gets what he wants. We come back. He's smell everything because you have to let them smell everything. It's their walk, you know, but he goes stiff until he's done. And you're like, okay. And then he comes back. You take everything off. Okay, right. You prepare his food. He's got a shoe in his mouth. He's standing there looking at you dead in the eye waiting for you to notice dead ass in your eyes yeah. yes. <laughs> as soon as you look and they're literally they're literally like what yeah. are you gonna do what yeah, exactly. are you gonna do exactly try it and like and as soon as you look at the he bolts like it's it's a chasing game it's a chasing game and like our sofa is in the middle of the room and so it's just a, a merry-go-round of the sofa and then he sometimes he'll think yeah let's change things up and he'll go to the bedroom and then when he's on the bed there's he's cornered so um yeah it's a very it's almost like a cry for attention but it's a very like they are in control of the game until they're not of course but like for the most part they are and it, it it's very but also good. this dog is giving like puppy yeah, so yeah it's like times three yeah yes i mean my dog's what six now he's still exactly the same as he was when he was a puppy which i'm grateful for but this this jack in all of christmas issue is perfect 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 depictation if that's the right word of a dog anyone who's got a dog and seen this movie you'll know yeah right off rip <laughs> so Jack runs away again, and then we get our second song moment, and it's Little Snowman, and we get a Little Snowman chase scene, and I wrote in my notes, LOL, okay, Little Snowman vocals, because <laughs> I feel like on this podcast, I have famously shaded Little Snowman, but There's when I was one. listening to it, I was like, girl, I would, what would I give to get these vocals right now? But anyway, if we can we can break that down a bit later maybe but like yeah i i totally get it like it, it hits different now i mean there's a little bit of saltiness like from the timing it was all done but then at the same time it's just like you know what like it's not a good song or any, by any means but like it still serves its purpose especially in this kid's movie yeah you know yeah like, like if she releases on its, its own nah the original song is run run rudolph yeah. And it's Little Snowman, they're doing a chase scene. So yeah. it's giving that run, 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 you know? And like the, the backing track is identical to Run, Run, Rudolph, almost. It is. It literally is. Like, I'm sure if it doesn't sample it, it interpolates it or something. Yeah, like, it is... It's giving copy and paste, but with different lyrics, pretty much. <laughs> well, this was the era for copy and paste. Period. <laughs> so... I wrote again, this dog is smart. They get back to the house. It shits on the stairs. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mariah cleans it up. And then she turns around and scares Jack with what she's wearing. We need to describe um, what, what she's wearing. She's wearing a bin liner. 
like a bin bag, a trash bag, and then she's wearing like a snorkel headset. Yes, she's wearing a snorkel and some goggles. With the breathing thing as well. I imagine Mariah probably did do something like this when she had her very first dog, which I guess was Jack, I don't know. But like, I'm I'm assuming she did something very similar, at least. Rubber gloves, I can imagine, you know, because probably then there was probably no scoop or anything like that. You probably just had to, I mean, we all do it, turn the bag inside out, pick it up. But like, some people have scoops. Well, and in the house, you're probably not going to yeah. scoop it, I feel like. Yeah, it's a lot more cleaning involved. We've all had to potty train our dogs. It's not a nice process well has your dog ever shit in the house yeah yes really everything yeah i don't think my dog has ever shit in the house she's definitely pissed on the floor and she's gotten scared and pissed on the floor too like i can clearly remember when she was a baby i was vacuuming she wasn't even near it and she got scared and pissed on the floor so um that that for me was giving accurate but i don't think she shat on the floor before yeah, Jack definitely did. Because he, we tried the training pads. He did not give a crap, like, literally did not, no pun intended, but he didn't give a crap about the training pads. He just did it everywhere other than on the training pads. And so then we'd have to walk him and we did the walks because obviously dogs, anyone who doesn't have a dog will know, will, won't know this, but dogs are very big on routine. So you just have to make sure you stick to a routine. So we'd walk him in the morning and we'd walk him again at night before we went to bed. And sometime during the day, there'd be something for when we finished work. And so whoever got home first would walk him. So, you know, when they're a pup, like if they've done it in the house, you know, you want to take them outside and then hope they do something so you can then praise them, you know, like outside. Yes, because they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, like you, they they learn by praise, especially if your dog is like either attention motivated or like mine, food motivated. Most of them are food motivated, but mine especially. <laughs> like, and yeah, it falls into place. Or it's both. Hard. I feel like mine is both, you know? Like she loves when I'm like, oh, good girl, good girl. She's even looking up right now. But then also (laughs) if you get her a treat, she like mine is such, she's such a smart dog. She's so good, but she is such a bitch as well. So, (laughs) Well, yeah, my, I feel like, I don't know if this is like typical for French bulldogs, but mine is like, I think he was a cat in a past life because he's got that sass of a cat but he's just that playfulness of a dog so I wouldn't change him for the world but like yeah it's tough it's tough so he has done stuff in the house and it did take a a a moment to iron out those creases so to speak and eventually because like I said earlier like dogs love routine they follow and live by routine so everything falls into place you just need to be persistent with that routine so Back to the plot. Mariah's dog fucks up her Christmas ensemble. And she follows the same path as her grandfather and becomes a thieving ass little rat. And that, I don't, you know what we were just discussing where the dog holds it in its mouth and waits for you to give the eye contact. That is that moment as well. Like he's holding the Mrs. Claus outfit, her Mrs. Claus outfit in his mouth and he's just on the bed staring, waiting for her to react. It's perfect. And then he does, but he does tear it apart. It must run in the family or something. We got a family (laughs) of kleptomaniacs because (laughs) she steals this Mrs. Claus outfit off of the 
she looks real for the cartoon, but she's like an animatronic, like outside decoration. Yeah. So she steals the dress off of Mrs. Claus, uh, which I don't know how it would fit her, but yeah, it does. Magically, <laughs> it is perfect. It looks amazing and just like the other one on her. <laughs> They replace it with a Hawaiian shirt like no one's going to notice. <laughs> like, yeah, they're never going to know. And I wrote, LOL, Mariah is the thief, y'all, stealing more than J-Lo. But, but... <laughs> Not quite. But like, yeah. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> so the dog makes a mess and runs away again. Again, you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and... This is the big runaway this time, the big moment. So, oh, I think what I missed is after he fucks up her outfit, she yells at him and he gets upset. Yeah. And he feels bad that he fucked up her outfit because my dog, oh my gosh, they do feel bad. Like they know that they do wrong as well. So after my dog chewed my Louis bag, she knew she fucked up. She was like, you could see it in her eyes. She was just like, I'm sorry. Like you can, t- they oh, know yeah. when they do, they, you, they know when they're not supposed to do something. So yeah. it just, it, it all played into the realism for me. So this was the first part. So the dog makes a mess, fucks up her shit and runs away again after she yells at him. This is when we get our, miss you most at christmas time and we get our sad montage which is so sad because you literally see the dog walking with his head down in the freezing cold outside and i think this was the moment when i cried in the first time i watched it the first time i watched this movie i was like oh my god he literally ran away like oh my gosh like because I, I don't know why this was the part the first time i watched it but maybe it was just because it was miss you most and all of that Okay, yes. So in my notes, I said, cried so hard the first time I watched this shit right here. But there's that element as well. Like, you know, whenever you have any pet, no matter what it is, a cat, a dog, anything like that, your biggest fear is them not returning home or going missing. So that's probably why you felt like that. Because in a way, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously, you were like relating, imagine if. Oh my gosh. Imagine, I couldn't even, I would yeah. be so devastated. I would be beyond devastated if Lucky ran away. And she almost has gotten away before. Like, I, I let go of her leash one time to see if she would stay or come back and, like, listen to see if the training was there. She darted at least a good hundred yards away. And it was <laughs> it was one of the scariest moments. She was so far away. And I, she oh. can run so much faster than I can. So yeah. she was still on a leash. So eventually I got to her. Yeah. And then also she would try to run away when I lived with my roommates they'd open the door and she'd dart out of the house and get out and we'd literally have to bike to catch up with her like get on a bike and get and be like no you need to come here bitch because when you run after them they think it's a game so she's like yeah come chase me chase me (laughs) run but then you need to stand there and be like no you need to come here it's not a game bitch see she's looking at me like what did i do it's okay it's okay (laughs) so yeah this is the part in the movie where i cried the first time so mariah loves jack at this point even though they have this turbulent up and down relationship i don't think oh no i don't think she i don't think she realizes that she loves jack 
but we can tell she yes. loves Jack and she is so sad that he's gone. And this is when we get the reveal from the parents that this is fucked up actually, mm-hmm. that Jack wasn't actually Uncle Reggie's dog. Uncle Reggie actually found him on the side of the street somewhere and they were going to drop him off at a shelter. But the father wanted a bad dog to make Mariah want not want a dog anymore. And then that's when it clicked in my head. I was like, okay, now it makes sense why they gave her a Jack Russell Terrier. Yeah, it just all clicked when they said that. But then I was like, fuck you guys. Like, that's really fucked up, you know? <laughs> it is. And I, the thing is, throughout the movie, when she's got the dog, the Jack, it's kind of like... I mean, I think the movie is based on her having a Jack Russell Terrier as well. But like, yeah, it kind of plays the part because obviously she's no, she knows these dogs. She knows this breed. She's been doing this for a long time. But like, when you see the parents in this movie, they are really not supported at all. They completely leave her on her own. Even like the, the, the little Christmas recital in the town centre is a good point. She's late. They all walk together. She's got the leash in her hand. She has to then go stand on the steps and sing with the rest of her classmates, still holding the dog. And I thought, why can't the parents just hold the dog for like 10 minutes? Like, come on, like a little bit of help. Because if Mariah's at school or your child is at school, you're not just going to let your dog, that dog starve until they come home from school. Like you're going to at least top the bowl up with some water at least. And maybe a little bit of food. I don't know. Like you're going to chip in because it's a living creature. Surely like these people don't do anything. They literally, literally let the shit hit the fan and hold her accountable. Yeah. But no, I, what did you think about them making this up though? Like, what do you think about them? Like lying? And being like, this is Uncle Reggie's dog, your pet sitting for a week in the hopes that they will make her feel so shitty about having a dog that she won't want one anymore. Like, isn't that, that's worse. Isn't that worse than what they did, like, bribing Santa, kind of? Like, you know, the montage of her being like, no, my parents wouldn't do that. And they're they're literally bribing Santa to not leave a dog. But in reality, they give her a really rambunctious hyper dog to make her not want one that's worse than what she imagined in my opinion this kind of sounds like something my parents would have done when i was a kid though to be fair like i don't i i for a kid's movie when you watch kids like these kids cartoons and stuff like when you're a kid especially at christmas like it's all such a nice life the villains are villains but really the villains don't really do anything that bad maybe they try to take over the world or something like you know (laughs) they fail every time but like yeah, this little conniving sly stuff is a little bit more realistic. And I kind of feel like... I'm it like, is more realistic. It <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, this kind of is something that my parents probably would have done in order to get me to change my mind as a kid. Wait. It's very relatable, basically, is what I'm trying to say. That's the bottom line. And I, I, it resonated with me a bit because there's... Even in life, like as a kid, when, when you're... I don't know if your parents did this. When I believed in Santa Claus, Instead of like my parents say, what do you want for Christmas? They'd be like, oh, do you want to write your letter to Santa? And then obviously they'd read it and then they'd be like, okay, we'll post it. And they probably went straight in the bin. And then they'd go get whatever, you know, they they could get for us or they thought was probably important for us to have. So yeah, some things occasionally there was a little bit of a shitty story. And you think, oh, that's really unfair. And growing up, you hear how they talk and you think, 
Hmm. Okay, I can see what was going on here. So it was very relatable for me to to see this, and I just a bit for a kids' movie. This is pretty pretty shady. It is, and they literally say no one could have handled that mud. And then after they say that, they say yes to her getting princess, which is. So, and then I wrote so fucking shady. That's it's what horrible. I wrote. They that, literally right? so so this dog. This dog is run away. This dog has run out. It's out in the freezing cold in the wilderness. In the and street. they're like, okay, let's go get princess. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's when I was like, what the fuck is going on with these parents here? So we, we go to the dog, we go to the dog store, and I wrote LMFAO, lady is showing off princess to another kid. So, right, that, so. <laughs> so I know, right? So they get to there, she's showing her the kid, and then okay. This is when Mariah lets the other kid take Princess because the other kid has a little bond with Princess. And you they have this yeah. little moment where the kid's sad, like they promise it to Mariah, but then Mariah's like, no, you can have her. And mind you, she does not have Jack at this point. Jack has still run away. That's just this was the part, yeah. But this was the part this year where I started crying. I was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Yeah. She, I literally wrote, I wrote, OMFG, I'm crying again, bitch. I'm a mess. And I said, oh, she chooses Jack over princess, dot, dot, dot. He's still gone, though. Yeah. So her heart is with Jack. She is in the Christmas spirit of giving. And she says that the other kid can have princess, which I, I thought was so cute. I thought that was so sweet. And yeah, I cried again at this moment in the movie this time. I don't know why, but it was just a heartfelt moment. It felt so wholesome. It was just so like, I feel like that moment was like the embodiment of like Christmas spirit in the, in the movie, you know, like giving the spirit of giving. She, she really wants the dog. You know, she wants a dog. Her parents finally say she can has it. And she's right at the point where she can get princess and have what she wants, a well-trained, a well-behaved dog, you know, but she says the other kid can have it because she really cares about Jack at this point. So I lost it. I literally fucking lost it. (laughs) And then I wrote, so are we just not going to look for him this time? (laughs) Because she goes back to her fucking house after the pet store and literally sings her sad all I want for Christmas is you, the sad version. So yeah. this, this isn't Mariah singing, but I was like, okay, little girl, you can slay these vocals here because I thought it was cute. They gave the little Mariah voice her her moment and she sang about how she wants Jack back, but it's all I want for Christmas is you, the sad version. Yeah. Um, and I thought, all okay, that's all fine and good. That's all fine and good. But bitch, your dog is literally out there in the winter and y'all are going to the pet store. You're going back home. You're just chilling. Like, where, where is the search party? Where is the, where's the battalion? Like, come on. The thing for me, um, the thing for me, and I don't want to get on a tangent and get too preachy, but it kind of did play on the parents, or not just the parents, but the people, anybody out there who thinks that animals are disposable, you know? And it kind of plays into that a little bit. Like, oh, you know, calling him a mutt. No one could train that mutt. Like, no one could be as bad as Jag. Um, and then they get 
this other dog, which let's face it, this is a brand new dog, this princess dog. It's going to be the same shit. Probably not as bad because it's a different breed, but she's still going to have to train that dog. Even if the dog is more well-mannered or whatever, there's still Jack out here. Like, Jack and, and exactly. out, just ran, You just had a dog run away. Yeah. And you're going to the pet... You're like, let's take our daughter to the pet store now. Like, yeah. mess. But the thing is, they're so disposable of that one. And it's like, okay, that doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, it... But then that dog that they've already started with is out there. There's a life walking around out there in the cold, in the winter, hungry, eventually, that's had this nice life. And it's kind of like, there's people like this. You hear these stories where people like, they can't look after their dog anymore, so they leave it at the side of the road. And it's so heartbreaking. And it plays into that a little bit. And I'm not going to get too preachy, but, I, you know, animal welfare and all that, you know. But, like, I thought... And what oh, the whole time I was like, what about Jack? What about Jack? What about Jack? Because I think any animal pet owner, it's their biggest fear if their pet ever disappeared. But like, um, I mean, cats are very like opportunist. Cats will go next door. They'll go to the next street. They'll probably go 10 blocks down the road if someone's feeding them. And you'll probably never see Yeah, them. they'd eat you if you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cats can look after themselves but still like if I had a cat and I my cat went missing I'd be distraught because you bond with that pet they become a part of your family so yeah I totally got that and it's just like okay why is no one looking for the dog why is no one upset about Jack what Jack 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 what's happening what's happening what's happening so yeah now we're caught up to speed like and then eventually wait but before that though before we get to eventually this little sad all i want for christmas is you made me think okay if mariah ever redoes all i want for christmas is you again we need the ballad version we haven't gotten the sad version the sad ballad version like where's the ballad version yeah like that but with her singing it period Yeah. yeah And maybe even like a couple lyric changes, but I think that it's it was perfect. I loved the sad "All I Want for Christmas Is You" moment. But yes, after she has her little moment back in her room, finally we're looking for this fucking dog, which yeah. should have been done instantly. But maybe maybe they were over it because he's ran away three times now. I was but... going to say the other times, like they're out there straight away. Like where is he? And this time it's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's get another one. <laughs> Barbaric. So this time, everyone is there to help find him. And I was like, okay, so everyone was a little bitch and now they want to act cute. Because everyone was kind of being like, fuck Jack, like he's a little bitch. And then now they're all there. Everyone, the whole town is there. With that dog. To help her. Yes, literally. And then I was like, I wrote that they're they're putting up flyers, but I was like, girl, why do you need flyers when literally everyone is helping you look for the dog? So (laughs) everyone in the town, like all ten of them. And yet the flyers is like a shitty drawing from her younger sister. It's not even like a photo. (laughs) No, it's so it's so funny. I literally was dying laughing when I saw they were putting up flyers. I was like, everyone is here, girl. Who is who needs to see these? But it was cute. It was cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Big scale, but on a small scale. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the search party was real for this dog. You guys. This, they Jack brought the community together for yes. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so Mariah's giving up hope on finding Jack, and her little sister is like, "Why don't you ask Santa where he at, where he's at?" And then she realizes in that moment. 
oh my fucking God, he's in the sleigh because there's this, this whole movie, they've been kind of foreshadowing that he was going to be in there because yeah. there's this little lion pet um, stuffed animal and Mariah had it for the toy giveaway drive. And Jack really wanted to play with this toy the whole time he's been with her. And even when she put the toy in the sleigh for the toy drive originally, he jumped in there to play with it. Yeah. And then she pulled him out and was like, no. So she realizes, oh, I'm so dumb, bitch. He's with the lion toy in the sleigh that he's been trying to get to this whole fucking movie. So we go to the sleigh. I said, they've been foreshadowing this. Jack is sad because Mariah yelled at him and Mariah apologizes and Jack forgives her. And then all is well with everybody. Then mom lets grandpa decorate the house finally. Um, like a ridiculous amount of decorations. Yeah. And then we get a little bit of a, we get a cute little line from Mariah. Jack showed me my dog didn't have to be perfect and I didn't have to be perfect because love is. And then the regular All I Want for Christmas is You music video plays as the credits. The end. I think we all want a pet and we all think of this cute, cuddly, like unconditional love. And this this movie shows that it's not all that. You know, there's a lot involved and there's a lot of caretaking. There's a lot of maintenance. There's a lot of routine. And it 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 does play around with your routine. All of this plays around with your routine, your financial situation. You know, it's all, you know, you've got another mouth to feed. There's vet bills. There's upkeep, you know, grooming maybe, um, depending on what kind of dog you have. So all of these things play a part. And, you know, when you get the dog, it's not so black and white as just having a pet or having a cat or having a dog or whatever it might be. Like, you actually do invite a living... A member of the family. Yeah, I was about to say a living a person. Um, because, well, to me, my dog is another person of our family. And he, he it's a another personality. Like, dogs have a particular personality in general, but then each dog has their own thing as well, which you get to know and you get to learn. And that's what makes them very special to you. And that's what makes you bond with them because you you learn how your pet works and who, how they operate and what they're thinking. And it's it's like being in a, a relationship or like living with um, your friend for, I don't know, 10 years or a flatmate or whatever it might be. Somebody that you really hold close to your heart. And in this movie... For a child's movie, for an animated movie, it really does bring that to life. Like, it's not all a fantasy, a delusional moment, a dream sequence. It is, there's a reality there that you have to adapt to as well. I think she did it really well. It's still whimsical, but it's still real and relatable. I think that this movie, I really don't have any complaints about. I really don't. And you were saying that the animation wasn't good, but I liked it. I didn't, ha it's not like giving like theatrical release or like, you know, Disney, like Pixar magic, you know, it's not giving that at all by any means. But I really, I don't have a problem with anything other than the parents are really fucked up. You know, <laughs> I no, it is actually that's, really that's fucked up what they the did. Grass. Yeah. Yeah. There's snakes in the grass. It's time to cut the lawn. <laughs> but it's funny because the mom looked like Patricia and the dad looked like Alfred. Right. And then the sister and brother looked like Monroe and Rock. Did you notice that? They, yeah, they did, but they also yeah. I Brett, Brett and Beth 
I, I kind of liked the fact that there was a little bit of the play on um, Alison and who's the other one, Morgan? Is that his name? Oh. And I kind of got that there was a distance there. But instead of Mariah being the younger one, she was the eldest one. And yet there's a bit of like a love-hate relationship with Brett and Beth. It's like Brett is just head in the clouds, rogue, clown. Yet there is that lovable element to him. And Beth is kind of like someone that's like, she doesn't know where she is really between Mariah and Brett, yet she wants to get on with everybody. She wants to do well. She wants some kind of like reassurance and validation. But she's, she's always trying it. to help Mariah. Yeah. And she's always Even if it's now. like, even if she doesn't need it. Yeah. And then she's always disappointed because Mariah either doesn't need her or doesn't want her. And then eventually with the Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus outfit for the fashion show, um, she... Beth comes up with the idea to take it from the, the statue outside and it works. And so therefore there's a little bit of faith restored in Beth. And up to that point, you start to like, right before there, you start to think, oh, okay, like we feel a little bit sorry for Beth. And then eventually she gets that moment. And it kind of just put Mariah in a little there bit. There were of so many of those little moments where she was just like, oh, I'm sad now, where I was yeah. like, okay, what is leading up to like why is she so sad all the time like I thought that there was gonna be like a whole other storyline where the sister and Mariah like they really had this like forced I feel like that's my biggest thing actually with this movie is I feel like the sister and Mariah's relationship was a little forced they, they did not need to make her so sad all the time just because Mariah doesn't need help like it, they, I feel like they made that like a big moment like each time yeah. and I don't think it needed I could, it could have been a little bit more subtle but literally that's my only tiny and that's petty for uh, this kind of movie of this scale like I thought the plot was great I thought the script was good animation was great the acting was good everything and I think that I will add this to like my this could be like a Christmas tradition for me I think that I could watch this every Christmas season yes you know I've not watched it for a a few years I probably watched it the first and second year of it being out so like 2017 2018 and I kind of like left it and obviously then all the other specials happened so that that took over and I haven't really revisited it until for this episode so it was really nice to come back to it so if anybody's not watched it for a while and thought nah 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 forget it forget it like please just go back and revisit it everybody and see how you feel because when you watch it with fresh eyes again you see it in a completely different light now and it's 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 nice to re-watch but yeah just to like go over the relationship with the siblings I feel like there's a little bit of Mariah in all of them but then at the same time there's a little bit of reality as well of her own uh, relationship with her own siblings but at the same time it's done in a way that I didn't see I didn't see her siblings as her real life siblings I saw them as her kids like I saw the parents as her actual parents but I saw the the siblings that's why I thought she was older like this the siblings gave me rock and row and then the the mom and dad gave me her actual parents. But I don't think I saw, like, her siblings in these kids there. I, I, I saw it just because of, like, a distance, you know, like a distance between them. That's all I saw. And then eventually I felt like, is there a thing here where she's like, it would have been nice if we could have sorted it. So therefore in the movie they do sort of, like, sort something and they sort of realise, okay, you know, you're not so bad. I mean, that's the kids' movie aspect. But, like, and that... You know, that is what it is. That's what I saw anyway, now knowing what we know. But like, oh, with the parents, 
but the mums, but not so much the dad. The dad was like a typical kind of like American dad in a cartoon, like, but with a bit more about him than Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin, you know, like he had a lot more about him, but he was clever and sly, but he had a little bit of a, like a, a clumsiness to him. But like the mother, I didn't really get Patricia as such. I got more Lacey Shabert, if that's how you pronounce her name, who did the voice of her. She didn't do the voice of her. She did the voice of Penelope. Who's Penelope? I thought that was the mom. One of the girls, I thought. Oh, I thought she did the voice of the mom. Okay, well, whoever did... No. I got... Because, like, Pat used to have the red hair, so it was giving me Pat. Yeah. But she had, like, a nice, approachable, wholesome face. Like, there was no... Like, there was no anger in her face. There was no anger in her eyes. I think it's just the way they all look. They all look kind of doll-like, like baby doll-like, you know? And I kind of, like, felt welcomed into their existence a little bit into the home into their story and uh sorry the fireworks are going off but like you know that whole why it's bonfire night tonight is that guys is it a holiday oh remember remember yeah. the 5th of november <laughs> the blood charger prison and plot yeah that, no i will remember that ever should be forgot <laughs> yeah it's that today well <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the All I Want for Christmas is You 2017 dog movie. We would highly recommend it, right, Gareth? I would, definitely now. Like, after all the other Christmas stuff that we've got, like I said before, even if you have watched it and you're like, never watching that again, it's terrible, or whatever you think of it, try watching it again with your partner, friends, or kids if you have them now, like, whatever the situation, just try watching it again. Like, as soon as you start to feel like the... the or if you have a dog. Or if you, if you definitely have a dog. If you, or even if you're just like starting to feel a little bit Christmassy, but you don't want to put on Home Alone or any of the other stuff, just put on that and see how you feel. Like I felt so festive. I was feeling festive anyway, as we know. But like when we were preparing for this, I thought, okay, I'm going to watch it and get it out of the way. And you know, I've watched it like three times in preparation for this episode because I just think it's such a cute movie now. It's so good. And it made me way more emotional than I thought it would ever. And I probably should get checked out because like maybe I'm <laughs> unstable, but like literally it its message was so cute, besides the parents being little snakes. It just was very effective what what they accomplished with this movie. Yeah. And also it's even more of an accomplishment because it's from that era. Like it really is, it's good. It's good. Like this movie and the Mac makeup collection might be the best things that came from that era. And I'm yeah. happy. So I just want to like go over the animation. Like the animation isn't actually terrible as such, but it's just like, because it's still very animated as in a cartoon. It's not trying to look real. So if there's just aspects about like the hair movement, for example, and the way the clothes sometimes move, it's giving very PlayStation 2. Oh, it was a little, the hair was a little stiff. Yeah, it's like, but the thing is, the Brett and Beth characters, their hair still looked okay. The dad's hair still looked okay. The grandmother still looked okay. The grandfather's, you know, still looked okay. But, and the mom a bit, but like mainly Mariah's, it just looked, because I think it was the length. If it was a bit shorter or, I don't know. There was just something about it that seemed really stiff. And then there's that one side that's like hanging down over her face. And it's just like, like I had a little bit of that. I had a center parting when I was a kid and I had curtains. Any kid growing up. You had a part? I had a parting, yeah. And I had curtains. Anyone growing up in the 90s will know what 
that is. And in fact, it's actually had a bit of a comeback lately, but I don't have the hair now. And <laughs> yeah, I have a curtain fringe. I had like one side went off to the side down the side of my face, but then one side came down a little bit oh, just over my eyebrow. And so I kind of get like, it's a little bit difficult if you've had a different style than to have that particular parting or even to move parties. If you've had a side party, you want a center party or whatever, you've got to train your hair to go in that way. But like, it just bothered me a little bit that her hair was constantly like it. It was so stiff. So it gave proper like PlayStation 2 graphic kind of vibes with the hair but the rest of it was- or like um like a doll that's hair is not a fiber and it's made of plastic and it doesn't move yeah like you know what i mean acrylic kind of like textured hair like not even not even like individual strands like um what's a good ex- like a poly pocket you know yeah. how yeah like their hair is like it's in a ponytail and it's up and it looks like it's in its shape but that's all it's giving bitch it's not gonna do anything else you know like it's made of rubber or something like it yeah it literally is yeah but i i didn't mind her hair i think i can see what you're saying i think but this i just got so roped in by the plot and the kids movie of it all that i was just like having a good time and yeah i think that i think it's a solid a a a minus a it's not an A plus, but it's an A. Oh, an A. Sorry, I think it's an eight out of like out of ten. Um, I give it a B plus, A minus, something like that. Um, okay. I think it could go up. I just think that because I've not watched it for such a long time, and now I've watched it three times in a row since watching rewatching it for this episode. My opinion hasn't gone down over the three times of watching it either. Like, I could probably watch it again over Christmas when we actually get into the full swing of Christmas. I like it. I I like the plot. I like the way the story develops, even though there's nothing too deep in there. I mean, the darkest part is when the grandfather is, like, in the lights over the pond. And, like, that was the most tense bit. And obviously when the dog goes missing, that's, that's quite tense. The characters are all really nice. The, 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 char- the parents... Yeah, a little sly. There's no real proper villains. The grandparents are probably the more the most like lovable characters, apart from the dogs, of course. The teacher. I mean, we've all been a little bit sort of like. You mean the principal? The principal, where she's like, "I thought you said that wasn't your dog." I never knew you to be a liar. <laughs> what a bitch. Like walking anybody's dog, bitch. Like, are you dumb? I- I felt like saying, Mariah, this is a one-sided relationship. Don't get her a gift at all. Like, you know, like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't deserve it. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, it's nice. I like the the naughtiness of the grandparents, the strictness of the parents. And I was a bit sort of like, I didn't realize when I watched it the first time, I didn't notice that that fact that they weren't helping a little bit here and there and they weren't being, that they were being so sly. And this time when I watched it, I was like, how did I miss that before? Clearly I wasn't paying that much attention when I watched it like in 2017 or 2018. But this time I was like proper watching it. And I just thought, wait a second, these parents are not very nice. Yeah. Not really, no. I do like the fact that they live in a town that's kind of like a Colorado, kind of like Aspen kind of vibe. And that's kind of nice. Uh, It's very wintry. It's probably wintry there all year round, I guess. I don't know. But like, 
another thing as well, like this Uncle Reg, it's like, who's this Uncle Reg? Like, I know it's the dad's brother, but like, we never see the Uncle Reg. And it's just a little bit questionable, like, who this Uncle Reg is. But it would have been nice to put a face to the name. But I feel like that plays into the whole, like, they're fucking liars. Like, they literally are liars. Yeah. So. I didn't remember the squirrel dance. I'll call it the squirrel dance. You know, with the tree, when the squirrels are what? all up, the squirrels come either in from the window or the door or the chimney. I can't remember. They get in. And this is where it really unfolds for Jack and it becomes bad. And the squirrels are like jumping around on the tree and opening the presents and stuff in the stockings. And Jack tries to save the day. As he's trying to save the day, like chaos unfolds, like things are falling from the tree and breaking and the presents are getting on, on, on like scratched and the squirrels run up the chimney with the stockings and somehow a dog that dogs aren't good at climbing oh this is right before he runs away yeah he manages to go up the chimney and it's just like mm, okay he's not a cat but like and then when they all come down like what's going on he f- comes back down with an empty stocking in his mouth and then they all blame him and then mariah's like oh, i can't wait to get rid of you like you're the worst thing that what worst thing that ever happened to me or whatever it was and then they're all like the grandmother's like he's just a pup he's just a pup but like and then the dog runs off and that's when it really gets sad but like so there's lots of things that i didn't remember that weren't really strong in my mind that should have been like really important parts of the movie like that because i thought okay the dog runs away we know the dog runs away but then like why does the dog run away and i feel like the soundtrack to the that squirrel moment should have been a bit stronger to really emphasize the chaos and the drama of it and um, there could have been a dog barking and some glass breaking from the baubles and stuff falling from the tree but like a bit of a dramatic there's something but it doesn't stick in your mind and i feel like that's why i forgot about it so when i watched it the first time for this to record this episode to research it i thought i don't remember this part it really opened it up no even you were like starting to talk about it i'm like what is he talking about (laughs) it's no but i I remember now i remember it's such a forgettable part but still an important part of the movie as the story is told so if you're gonna watch it lands use it as a time when you actually sit down and really watch it like if you're i don't know if you've been out the night before and you're feeling sorry for yourself the next morning and you're or the next day and you're like i really just want to watch a movie especially this time of year like put it on and just really watch it it really has lots of like great moments it's nothing too profound or epic it's not anything that's not been done before but like but i feel like it's done in such a way that it's giving one of those classic claymation christmas moments like if it was done in claymation i would literally be gagging it would be that would be the a plus if it was claymation i mean the hair would make more sense if it was claymation so i agree yeah i could have done with a couple more mariah songs in there though the soundtrack's not giving i think it's like eight or nine tracks on the soundtrack it's available on stream and i think it was released on a cd but like there's nothing really too huge with the soundtrack and i feel like for mariah carey doing a christmas movie the soundtrack should have been a big part we get one new song there's a few new songs on there sung by other people i think there's like one or two but like i could have taken a mariah carey song i would have taken a couple of mariah carey with her kids singing for this soundtrack you know what i mean like 
Yeah, because it's a kid's movie, there's loads of kids in the movie. It's set at a time when a kid is at school and it's a huge part of their life. Then kids singing in the background would have been a big boost for this soundtrack. But it's a lot of like typical soundtrack songs, like compositions, and then scattered. It's a few actual like singing songs, like Mariah's, uh, like what, two, three of those. It's not really given on the soundtrack. And I feel like if there was a bit more time spent on the soundtrack, I don't know how much time they had from like, okay, this is what we're going to do to it actually being done. But just chuck on a couple of more songs that could have worked, you know, like Santa Claus. I thought it was fine. I would have taken the the claymation Santa Claus is coming to town on this somewhere. Oh, yeah, but there was nothing really that had to do with Santa in this, though. It could have been used for anything. The night before, they could have, when they're wrapping the presents, anything could have been. Yeah, I guess. I like, I really liked it as it is. I can't imagine what else they'd add to it. But I'm just thinking to make it a bit bigger because, you know. Maybe like, oh, Santa. I could see, oh, Santa. Oh, Santa could have been in Like, it. if it opened in the beginning with, oh, Santa. Yeah, especially that dream sequence. Santa, won't you come and make your mind this Christmas night? Instead of Christmas time, it's in the air again? Yeah, and that could have, Christmas time is in the air again, could have been at the very beginning of the movie, or it could have been somewhere else when they're decorating, you know? They're I agree. Cr- I think, oh, Santa could have been, or even, um... What is the game? Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus. Yeah, 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 I thought you were going to say Born is the King. <laughs> yeah. Well, I originally thought Born is the King, but then I was like, I don't know where they'd fit that shit in there, so. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it's nicely done. Your opinion's valid, but I think that it's it's solid. I think it's solid. It's a nice movie, though. But I- yeah, now that you're saying it, it was kind of like big chunks of space between each yeah. song moment. And yeah. it, it, I don't they could have used some songs as just background music. Or even the instrumental of certain songs as background music to lead into, just so it really gives that feel, you know? Anyone who has either downloaded or streamed or owns the actual physical copy of the soundtrack, if you're a lamb as well, like, you'll know what I mean, because it feels very stagnant. I don't own it, but I've listened to it. And I just feel like, yeah, it's nice. It doesn't really make me think of the movie though. You know, when you listen to the Titanic soundtrack, you think of the movie. So the movie stands alone at the moment. You know what I mean? A little bit more music, a little bit more of a musical moment for Mariah. Oh yes, but it is attached to a movie. So that would have been good for me. It is available on iTunes. I don't think it's available on DVD. It might be available on Blu-ray or There's something. There's a DVD. Like you can buy it on her on her merch store, Boo. I've not seen it on her merch store. Girl, where are you looking then? It's on her merch store. You can buy that DVD right now. I've looked on US and the UK. There is a D- girl, there's a DVD on her merch store. Oh my gosh, it says a new original song, which is Little Snowman. Okay, you know what? In context, if Little Snowman was made for this movie alone, it was A plus. It That's was. an A plus. <laughs> okay, was. but I I don't know if I had the canon wrong or something, but I just always imagined that it was just like one of those nightmare era like songs that came out by yeah. itself. It kind of, it came out before the movie. So it kind of gave that a little bit. I remember hearing, oh, there's a new song. I listened to it. Thought, mm. But in the movie, it's perfectly done. Like yeah. it's good in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like even then I felt a bit sulky because of the time we're in. And I just thought, okay, yeah, it's that song in the movie. Okay. And it felt like 
She was trying to make the song happen because of how it all panned out. I guess she had to do it that way because like, here's a new song and here's the movie with it in, you know, like, but it was such a weird time. It just didn't work out that way. But then when you forget about it and with everything that's happened in between, now you revisit it, it works so well. Like it doesn't matter like that this isn't that great of a Christmas song. It's for a movie and it's actually for a scene. You know, that's, that's how I feel about it now. Okay. Well, all right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Obsessed Podcast. If you liked it, rate, review, and subscribe. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at the Obsessed Podcast. It's been Gareth and Gia. We've enjoyed you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.